You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Before we start this show, once again, I want to announce these upcoming California shows. Mad Ball will be in the building. July 28th, we are playing Los Angeles. L.A., get those tickets. July 29th, Santa Ana, get those tickets. July 30th, we return to Reno, Nevada. It's been a while. Get those tickets. July 31st, Sacramento. Get those tickets. California. We told you asked for it and now we coming. But um, the Smoking Word podcast, like you already know, if not, you're going to know, is always brought to you by AcasaTheRock.com. That's my merch store. Everything is done in-house. If you want to support the show, you want to support me, or you just want to look good, AcasaTheRock.com is a spot. All t-shirts, $21. The rest, you know, go to the site. We got shorts. We got brand new caps off the presses. So go there. We got the whole new camouflage collection for all you um camo lovers out there. So go get that, CasaTheRock.com. And for everybody who wants that internationally, CasaTheRock.eu. Again, international, CasaTheRock.eu. And tell Theo Hoya sent you. What up, Theo? And um, again. Big shout out to my Patreon family. Without you, I probably wouldn't keep doing this because I hate spending money for people I don't know. But you make me want to keep grinding on this. But anyway, shout out to my Patreon family. You know what's the deal. We dropping more videos, more exclusive. This weekend, I'll be dropping a lot of exclusive content. Well, we'll be dropping a lot of upcoming footage on these upcoming shows. So join the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com. Slash the smoking word again, patreon.com slash the smoking word. That's how you can invest in the smoking word podcast. If you like killing time with your boy, you want me to continue doing this shit again, go there. If you're balling, you know, the deal, there's four tiers, all exclusive stuff. Only you guys get, but, and everybody who's already on board again, Big shout out, mad love. We're having fun with it. You know what's up. You know the grind. You see the flavor. We're, we're doing it. But um, everybody else, you can follow me at Hoya Rock 357 on Instagram. And make sure to add the Smoking Word podcast on Instagram. Listen, you can hit me all, all you want on DMs about the, the podcast on my um on my own personal page. But I'd rather you go to the Smoking Word podcast because that's where you'll get the answers. If you want to shout us out, you have any questions, you want to play, um, if you want to send us some new music, everybody, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Smoking Word podcast. If you got any questions, any shout outs, you want to send us any new music, that's the place to do it. Smoking Word podcast on Instagram and make sure to follow us on YouTube. Listen, we are dropping that shit on YouTube. We're taking YouTube by storm, too, and we need to make sure we let the powers that be know that the hardcore world is here and we want to make that noise. So go to subscribe to everything smoking word, everything Casa the Rock and all that. So um, big shout out to fucking Bubs for the MCT oil. 
I'm feeling powerful. So if you want to feel like the Hulk, go check them out. Go shout out the... And if you want that hot sauce, that hella, hella hot sauce, fam, from the West Coast, listen, I they sent me a package and that shit is gone. I demolished it from every fucking um, Scoville from um, zero to a billion or however it goes. But listen, all natural, no bullshit in there. Go check them out. Family business, you know how we do it. And um, again, thank you to everybody around the planet supporting. We feel it. We got to keep making noise. So subscribe, keep spreading the word. Um, a shout out to all the new followers, all the new listeners. Shout out to my OG listeners. Make sure you keep subscribing. Go listen to the old episodes. Check out the new episodes and keep supporting the movement. I feel the love. Yo, so um, again, on this episode, I wanted it. I finally got and on this episode. I got my boy, an old tour dog. My man, Brendan from Turnstile. So let's get this shit popping and set this shit off. Yeah. There you go. Bro, bro, bro. Yeah. My man. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm holding. I'm holding. Yo, what up? What up? It's good to see you. Hell yeah. Good to see you. How you been, bro? I'm good. I wish I had a cool background like yours. Mine's kind Listen, of boring. Yeah, that's all right. You know, like I said, you know, when you get the big bucks, you get this exotic backgrounds. I've been talking about, yo, the things that technology could do, you know. Built I got Elvis years. back here. Listen, that's cooler. Not too you bad. Know? What's up with you? What you been up to? Listen, first of all, I've been bumping your shit the last couple of days. I just saw something right now that is funny because I've been listening to the like just the, the, the singles while I've been in my house or whatever. And but I just saw the 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 thing on your on the YouTube where you put the three, four videos together. Yo, that shit is dope. And it's funny because whatever you guys did, you know, basically, you you know, if anybody out there hasn't seen it, go check it out. Basically, I, you know, you put three, four things together, but it doesn't just feel like, oh, they put four videos together because not till I said it, I realized, oh, it's it's kind of four videos put together, but it feels like uh, one big piece. What's up with that? Yeah. That shit was just dope. I just literally saw that a couple of hours ago and I was bugging out on it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a uh, kind of an idea to just, you know, had the songs and wanted to kind of you know, make a visual for it, but obviously kind of wanted to do something a little bigger than just because uh, I felt like they all were all kind of connected in a way and wanted to kind of put something together that kind of, you know, uh, painted a picture of the, of the songs in a, in a cool way. And I took on a project of like directing it as well, which I had never done anything like that. Oh, uh, you directed it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was like a huge learning experience for me because I'm like, you realize how much goes into that kind of stuff, you know? Um, hell yeah hell also oh, you do and and um when 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 you decided to direct it so you laid out that plan the whole thing or did it become that did it start as one thing and then because i know how that goes you could keep adding shit and adding shit and then it becomes yeah exactly yeah it was kind of always the idea to have them all flow and had all the different places in mind and everything and i called my friend who films um he's a really good dp and he i kind of just explained the idea to him and I was kind of like, all right, so this is the idea. I want to do this and this. And we were on the phone for hours. I was like, all right, so who should we get to direct it? And he was kind of just like, you know what? I mean, 
you just I think we're good here. Like you have the idea, you have the direction. We can just, you know, I can film it and we can just work on it together. So it was cool to be able to like <clears throat> work on it with friends and also the, all the bands involved as well. And everyone that was in it was just homies from Baltimore. And um, it was cool. Just like, you know, very like in, in-house kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that, but that's the shit that, that's the thing that I always liked about you guys and your whole squad because, um, um, for everybody out there, Mad Boy ain't, ain't new to this fucking, you know, to to, to this boat where with the the tourist style fam and all this, you know, w- you know, we have a lot of history from going on the road. Well, one of your hundred bands, which I love, which I'm gonna go into, is one of the things that I like that I always saw with you and all your guys that you guys always played in each other's bands and you always had more than one thing going on at once, and that shit was something that I looked at later on and I took that as myself, like, yo, you know, yo, you could do that. You know, why not? I used to always just worry about my one thing. And I used to watch you guys and I used to be like, man, they're having a blast and why not? Who, you know, why should it matter? You know, it was in my own head, but um, that's cool that you, you always keep it in house like that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's, especially too when you know growing up in Baltimore I feel like one thing that's always kind of like a rare thing to find is like a good drummer oh you know that oh yeah oh yeah and you a fucking drummer you're a a little bit of everything drummers are the heart and you got a fucking let me tell you a drummer's a killer you know and I know drummers you know that you know when the flavor comes in the flavor department you're talking to your boy but you got a killer right there he's a Oh yeah. He's my, he's my favorite drummer. I think too, like, it's like when you grow up in a small city and there's like not a surplus of drummers, you end up, or like even any musician, like there's not not like a surplus of like musicians that you, that can kind of like, if there's different projects that want to happen. So it ended up at one point, (laughs) D-Fang, our drummer was in like 10 bands. Yeah. It was, it was kind of crazy. He would play, there'd be a show, every show that would happen every weekend. But how many sets are you playing tonight? It'd be like, I'm only doing three tonight. That's why the kid is diesel. You see that he's playing 10 sets, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing mad pushups because I'm on standby just in case turnstile needs me. So I'm working on my abs. You know, what's up. Let's go. I know you got the groove. <laughs> and um, but all right. Yeah. You know, I know your history, you know, and, and we're just touching on the history because I want to talk about your new the new shit. But on the history, yeah, like Baltimore, you can you you guys came up in Baltimore. Um, where, where were you born? Were you born in the city of Baltimore on uh, outskirts or what was the whole where, were, where was your whole come up? So I was actually born in D.C. Um, oh, there you go. And I grew up um between the two cities so I kind of like grew up right in the middle a little closer to DC um but between the two cities probably like 20 minutes to get to both yeah so growing up Baltimore has actually always been easier to get to because DC like is just so it's like almost like LA traffic sometimes with how crazy it is um but like growing up in between the two I've always felt like I'm from both because it's kind of like I'm connected to both. I go to shows at both. I'll um and it's mad close to each yeah. other. Yeah, I keep forgetting how close it is to each other. It's like same shit. Yeah, it's so close. Once you get on the highway, it's probably like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's like growing up in between, I felt like very connected to both. And um, but it was also nice because I'm I'm kind of like growing up like going to both cities but in like a wooded suburb like there's just woods all around my house so i got like my dirt bike now and i kind of like still come out here and like 
ride my dirt bike around the woods kind of like growing up in the woods you know like yeah i always talk about the woods like growing up because there's so much like it's like such a cool playground for kids to like uh, use your imagination there's so much imagination where you can just explore for like you know and like build these tree houses and like absolutely you know in the city for city kids in the, in the back in the day they had a thing called this is stuff that like Ezek and Puerto Rican Mike were sent to as kids called the Fresh Air Fund. They would take inner city kids and take them, you know, to the, the country or to the woods. But in all reality, it was because of that. Because And it was cool for if you got to right. do that. Even for us, like I lived in Queens. So, you know, it was the suburbs. And I had a big like flushy metal park. So we had some treed areas. But it was like, oh, yeah, not everybody had that option to see trees and shit. I have friends that never seen like, you know, grip of trees in one area, you know, the Central Park was that in. I'm like, that's sad. You know what I mean? And to see like, but that's good. And and um, what, yeah. yeah, so you're in the middle and you're, you're just riding in the middle. So you're kind of country living, but you got two big cities and two crazy cities in between two crazy cities, by the way. With, yeah, for sure. So I'd like it's I'm kind of having, you know, a mix of both you know because i'm like on the weekends we're going to baltimore or whatever and then i'm like going to school uh like i'm yeah. going to like high school and whatever like out kind of more um in in the county and stuff so um definitely you're in high, like, all right uh, you're, you're um, high school right now so you're in high school right now whatever what you what's in your walk man or whatever the fuck you were listening to music you know like you're yeah yeah your freshman year in high school, let's say, what are you listening to? What, what you got in your whatever your listening actually, device? Just to kind of take one step back, I actually yeah. so my 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 kindergarten through eighth grade, I went to this one private school for. Oh. I went. I was in the same class with the same like sixty kids. Wow, that's years, fucking crazy. Which is really crazy, and I felt like it was it was very um. You know, most most people like got along and it was, it was cool, but it was very like sheltering in a way because I think I wasn't exposed to a lot at, in this like private school. Um, and I would basically, I still got this little, I'll show you right here. I got this. Uh, that is fucking crazy. So you came up with the same bunch of kids for all those years. Yeah, I was just same, same 60 kids um, and pretty much like, would just go that go to school every day and come back and just like play with neighborhood kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But this was like, this was my, my, my toy. Cause it was just like this little cassette player that had like, it was battery power. So I just played a cassette play. I love that kid. Let them know cassette player people out there. You're, there's a thing called cassettes that is got lost in the mix. You know, I'm glad it's making a little bit of a comeback, but how great were cassettes, man? Right? So great. I still got a pretty big collection. That was kind of like my first, uh, you know, way of getting, you know, listening to music. Because um, I would basically, what I would do is I'd ask my parents to get me a bunch of blank cassettes. Uh-huh. Um, for every birthday, every Christmas, I would just ask for like a hundred pack of blank cassettes and I would make these mixtapes based off of like what's playing on the radio. So I would like press record and have all these mixtapes. Hell um, yeah. That, that was big. Also to get a pack of tapes. You know, together because people forget the little things like that. Like, yo, I got brand new cassettes. You didn't have to go over something, so the quality was gonna be better. You were psyched, and you got a good quality cassette tapes to make you know recordings on. Because I used to do my own demo tapes for my old band, so yeah. I would, you know, I remember it was a big deal. You know, cassette was like gold. Yeah, it was so cool, and it was it was cool to just have the like you know I would just carry it. I 
all, everyone would be out playing. We'd be like riding bikes or whatever. I just carry it. Be like, hold up, real quick. I'd like wait for the song to come on the radio. Press record. Oh, it's a song I like. I'm yeah. Like, you know, like, um. But yeah. But what, I, but what was it? What was it that you were listening to? But like, oh, like the radio stuff. But like, what on the rock side? On the on the you know the the you know the regular whatever you know what was on the radio on what like the pop side or on the rock side or what or both. Yeah, I think. So like part part of me, I feel like my first stuff I was listening to was through my parents because I think my mom was kind of into like, she was into like, kind of like Frank Sinatra and like, but she also loved like the Mamas and the Papas and like Fifth Dimension and kind of like seventies kind of yeah. stuff. But my dad was more like Motown, like Smokey Robinson, um, yeah. that kind of stuff. So I like, I feel like I started with like oldies stuff and then my sister when I was born she was 20 years old so I was kind of like born right at the time where she was getting into cool stuff so she was yeah. kind of like my plug to to the cool real stuff. shit yeah, yeah yeah so she was making me tapes I feel like on the radio I was into like at the time it was like a lot of like Nirvana Rage Against the Machine Smashing Pumpkins um yeah that, Buster that's... Rhymes ODB yeah. like Missy Elliott like I love Missy Elliott yeah but kind she's of talented like, as fuck too yeah so i was kind of like there's a lot of radio stuff and then what my parents would show but then my sister my older sister was also making me these <clears throat> mixtapes that i still have a lot of them but it would be like kind of a mix of like some stuff that was on the radio like 90s alternative stuff but also like some local bands um and like some slight like introduction to like some punk and hardcore stuff that was kind of more like local like from baltimore uh-huh um so it's kind of just a big, a big range of a lot of yeah. different stuff that I was kind of excited about. Yeah, because, um, yeah, no, because even with like, you know, people now like what, 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 what turnstiles so people now are, are, you know, are, are, you know, are having talks like, oh, they're influenced by this, by that, you know, everybody because he's trying to figure it out. I also know from before turnstile you guys were already with all your your guys kind of bands and flavor of the bands you guys were doing always had a unique flavor so i was always like you guys i know what you were listening to partly was a bunch of the new york stuff hardcore stuff but i also knew it was a bunch of other shit too because you it would come out in the music you know it was um all your bands were unique you know what i mean and that's what i was like all of you guys you know if, if i love the band or not if they were all unique and i used to be like and you guys kept putting out music which is a fucking dope thing because this thing needed music but um and, and but i'm saying all right so what was the first all right you're listening to rage you're listening to that who's putting you on to the the first let's say all right your sister you said put you on that what was the next um, step in the grimy music you ended up falling into <laughs> so I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this but this is actually kind of like I always thought this was so cool and I feel like I might have mentioned it to you but I don't know if you ever had the chance to talk about it but my um I was I went skating one day I think I was in like seventh grade or sixth grade maybe and our friend's mom was driving us to go skate some spot and my friend um puts on the song and it sounded so insane it was like the first time i heard something that sounded like i was like scared of it and i was like didn't know why it was just like so like raw and grimy i was just like i was like yo what is this and he was like mad ball oh I did. Mad ball. And, you know it, it's like you know 12 year old me i'm just like oh yeah 
I have no frame of reference for necessarily. I think it's. I always think it's cool that there's like. That's amazing. The stage of like a stage of youth where you kind of don't necessarily associate music with any like sort of genre or anything. You kind of just like don't necessarily. Yeah. You just like if it's on the radio, that's that's just music. You don't yeah. necessarily know like what it comes from or anything. So the first time I, I hear Madball in this car, I'm like, I have no frame of reference. I'm just like, this sounds scary. <laughs> and I need all of it. So the next day I go to um, I go to my friend Grace, who was in my class with me, and she had Napster. I don't know if you uh, yeah, I remember that, Napster. You know, but, Hell yeah. But that was like I didn't have any way, I didn't have like computer like way of downloading anything, but I was like, hey, there's this, I know you got Napster. There's a band, Madball. I need you to just <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. and just put everything on there that you can. And she was like, oh, I got you. So Hell I was yeah, just like, no, no, believe movie. me, I know Madball. You guys that got the Madball in your DNA, we always hung out on tour a lot. That's why I tell I used to tell people, oh, we always we always ended up somewhere talking shit along the way. But I know all your guys got the good the, the bloodline is legit, you know, when it comes to this hardcore shit. I always say that, you know, that I'm always rooting for you guys. And that's what I was always saying. Again, I got some fire from you guys in general, just like put, you know, keep putting out music and keep digging in and, do, you know, just putting out, doing whatever it is the fuck you want, which we always did. But I, I said it with myself with um, um, thinking outside my box. You know what I mean? I was like, hell yeah. You know, look at, you know, the more you guys push it, the more people behind it could push their shit. You know what I mean? And just I'd say that with music in general. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we all love the old classic shit. We know that we give love, always show respect, props. You guys show love. We always show love. We give salute, all that good shit. Yeah, but we got to keep pushing that shit forward. And that's what I like about you guys and what you guys are doing. And let me ask you. So you well, now, you know, you did the. You know, you, you start doing that. You start doing that. Where where does it become where you're like, OK, were you playing an instrument when you when you're listening to that? Now you're listening to, you know, you get in the map or you're skating, you're, you're riding bike or whatever. When is the What's the first instrument that comes into play? Because it was in an instrument, I'm assuming. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I was I was like I always wanted to play drums since I was like real young. And I think I got my first drum set around. Twelve or so. Um, uh huh. Yeah, that's that's which so like all throughout this time of like discovering music, I'm on like kind of list, like I, I listen primarily to like drums first. Like as I'm like digesting music, I'm always like just listening to drums and um, yeah. getting inspired by that. And um, so, yeah, like when I um, so like drums is middle, first. Drums is first. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm getting, get the drum set. I'm playing drums. I mean, like all this, the school bands, once I get into high school, I'm in like the jazz band, the symphonic band, like all that stuff, just playing drum set, playing percussion, all that kind of stuff. Um, marching band, even I did for a year, which is crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. And now in um, South, where you guys at those areas, they, that shit is serious. Marching bands in the South. Like, you know, I know in the Virginias and yeah. they take that shit serious. Yeah, they do. I I, de I did it for a freshman year because when I went to high school, I um I like didn't know anyone. I was like maybe maybe that's a way to meet some some people. And I went into um marching band. Then I kind of realized it just took way too much of my time because you got to like dedicate your life to marching band. When I was like, I was like oh, yeah. trying to actually play with my own band, like my neighborhood band, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I I, I got to stop after a year, but it was cool. Um, 
but yeah, so like, I think even, you know, in, in middle school, kind of like, like end of elementary, middle school, um, I'm kind of forming a neighborhood band with the kids on my street. Um, I got a drum set, my neighbor's got a guitar, my friend up the street's got a bass, everyone lived on the same street. And at the end of the street lives Brady, um, who now plays in Turnstile. So we're, we've been playing in a neighborhood band since we were like, wow, that's probably, dumb. Yeah, he was probably seven, seven, eight years old when we started like playing in a neighborhood jeez, band together. Jeez. So it was That's cool. And it, it's too like meeting him because I, I I I was kind of jam. He's a little younger than than us. So we were like jamming with like me and my two friends, like guitar and bass. But then we see this kid that we'd always get like he's so young that we like he's maybe too young for us to hang out with. He's seven, we're like nine. Like, yeah, yeah, he's still like a baby. too cool. Yeah, that's a big two years. That's a big couple of years at that age. Yeah, but he's also then we start seeing him come around. He's wearing like these studs, he's got like his rancid tee, and we're like, yo, who is this kid? Like <laughs> We need to hang out with this kid, and we, we we jammed with him one time, and he was like ripping guitar solos and like. I know you killer. Yeah, just killing it, and um, yeah. So it was like we were kind of all at that point. There's we're still kind of in this like ambiguous taking in all kinds of music, not necessarily like knowing what is what. Just kind of just like we love all music, everything that we think is sick is sick, and we're just like, you know, every song that we're making as a band just sounds different and was just yeah. a really cool time of like getting into things. And um, then I think in high school age, we like, that's kind of early high school is when um, this person moved into our neighborhood and was like, yo, like um, y'all should come to these like shows with me, like these community shows um, at these like community centers. And we went and it was like these hardcore shows There was all kind of like local stuff. Um, and that's, those shows are where I ended up meeting like, um, some older like we were all very young we met some older friends like justice and um friends that would like go on to i would go on to playing trapped under ice with um and they were kind of always looking out for us because we we're like these you know obviously super young and yeah they were like you know looking out for us and then also like sending us music recommendations like they were sending me like that's kind of the time where they were sending like you know they sent Madball. Like, oh Madball, like that like now it's i'm connecting some dots it's like a hardcore thing yeah. And then they would send like, you know, breakdown and like um biohazard and um yeah <clears throat> inside that, out. And, yeah, like, and that's dope. And it, that's dope that um that's what I tell people is the special thing about the hardcore um scene, period, is um that there's a scene that's so at, more active than any other scene, like that. There's a show. You know, there's always there could be a show every other day if we really wanted to. And there was at different points. You know that I you guys would play 10 shows, you know, in three days. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, uh, that's why I tell like um like back in the day. Also, like um like a band like Candaria, like, look, at they were a metal band, like a real death metal band. But in all fairness, there wasn't a metal scene to play in that level. There was only a battle, the bands and then the big show. If you were lucky to get signed. Hardcore has from the garage, okay, to the storefront, okay, to the little bar. Now the club, you could play all the stages, you know, and and that's great where people, you know, um, people connect there. That's why it's usually all that there's a place where these people gather. Okay, there's shows. They have that's what I was like. Oh, there's other people like, you know, there's other crazy people that like this crazy shit. Oh, I gotta hang out here. You know, that was like a big, you know, big thing, like uh. I always say it's the bottom of the cesspool, you know? 
yeah it's like very as far as like going to a show and like seeing bands it's, it's extremely approachable because you have such easy access to be like all right this is an intimate thing this is like so easy it could happen in the community center it could happen in someone's house whatever yeah and i think on that same note it's also very like welcoming the sense that you don't need to be a good musician you know what i mean you the really best. like i i've <laughs> like to be totally honest like everything for that all of us ever do is just kind of like figuring like i didn't play guitar like Delaney, you know like yeah. all early turnstile stuff was me like playing with one finger be like brady can you figure this out and now like i'm playing guitar in a band but it's all just because it's like there is this kind of opportunity to kind of just like yo if you want to do it just do it and you can figure it out and if you're excited enough about it, you're going to like, you know, it's going to feel eventually feel more natural to kind of get in. Um, Absolutely. I play with two fingers and I know one bar chord and I got I'm working on my 10th album. Kids 100%. out there, you know, what's up. We you just got to want it. You know how it is, right? You If you you got to be a band, if you could feel it, it's going to come out in the music. You know, you, your guys, you could feel that shit. It's a lot. I was going to say, all right, now talking about right. I know you. Again, since all you guys are all musicians and I know you all kind of um, throw music around, um, who's who with these new songs like um, uh, is, is it an everybody thing? Was it a big part? Like was one certain person had a big uh, part to play in the, the riffs itself? How, how's it? How did it work for these recent bunch of songs you got? The, you know, the no support, you know, first of all, so I bugged out. I even wrote it down. I bugged out with fucking friends is track that shit. Let me tell you, I was lit and I'm watching that video and I saw that shit. Come on. I was bugging out. I was like, marijuana was in the air if they know uh, it or not. Yeah, <laughs> always in the air. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think most of it all kind of just like mostly put together like in my bedroom, like just I'll just kind of make it and that'll be like kind of the starting point. And then, um, once it kind of feels like a cohesive song, then we can kind of bring it to the to, together and we can kind of all as a group kind of be like, all right, like, I'll be like, what do you think? Do we need to like extend it? Yeah. What should we cut? Like, what should, like, how does this chord feel? Like, how, you know, kind of like at a certain point it becomes pretty like collaborative and- Yeah. Um, no, cause yo, you got some really dope chops on these songs. Like, you know, all the groove shit, you know, the groove shit that I love, but, and you guys got, what I, what I love is, it's the style of push playing that I love with the chord pushing on, on the half times and the grooves and you got the right pockets. That's my shit. And I'm like, man, he, you know, I hear another, another one you would drop and I'm like, fuck, he came, you know, he thought of another, you know, you call it a combination of doing that. And I'm like, cause you know, it's hard to keep doing that, you know, and, and keeping it fresh. And there's some dope chops on it. I was listening to a lot of these songs, like, a lot of dope shit. And I got to say, um, I was talking with Maddie Henderson the other day and he was telling, he hits me up. Yo, you listen to the new turnstile? And I'm like, yeah, I heard. He goes, I can't stop listening to it. Same thing he goes. Yeah. He's, and then I'm like, you guys always had catchy shit, but this neck, you know, what's dope. This neck, this recent batch of shit is you guys got some fire still with that shit, like some shit, which is dope. And, you know, being in a band is hard to keep doing and keep, you know, the fire hot, you know what I mean? What was it on this record that, you know, you know, that you guys had? Was it this pandemic shit? Do you have it before the pandemic? What what lit your fire for this fucking bunch of songs? It was kind of actually um, before the pandemic, we had already kind of planned to kind of go in and like record these or, or most of them. Um, 
So it was kind of like right when the lockdown happened and pandemic started, we had already planned like studio time. Um, so you had so the songs already, all the songs already? Almost. All the, song, all the songs are ready for the most part. Obviously, you know, things kind of come to life in the studio as far yeah. as like try, experimenting things and trying different things out. But I think the, the structure for a lot of them was, was there. Um, so it almost like pandemic kind of like, you know, just everything being shut down. We had these songs It almost like opened up a bigger window to kind of put our energy into them as opposed mm-hmm. to like, all right, we got this like small window of time. Yeah. We got these songs, you just got to record them. And then we got to, uh, like, there's another tour plan. We gotta... And so it was like, we got these songs and we got like, you know, so much that we want to record. Um, but we have this big window of time, like, let's put as much into it as possible. So like, let's really sit down with like all the drum parts and like, go in. we got nothing but time, you know? So like, let's sit down and, um, mess with a lot of production and just like try to see what feels cool you know like messing with little keyboards and stuff like hell that. yeah i heard um, all that shit even though like i said the whole shit that were friends doing that drop and then i heard the keyboard track and that whole shit and it sounds big um where did you record it at you know or was it a collaboration of studios or one specific studio because the guitars sound big yeah we recorded it actually and kind of the appealing um factor that like brought us to this location was just like Franz and I went down there to meet um with this dude Mike Elizondo um he's down in Tennessee he's from LA but he's down in Tennessee um and he basically there's like a barn that's essentially converted into a studio and there's like a little house um in the front where we just stayed and then we went to this barn in the backyard which was the studio and all around when you go outside all you see is just these fields of like alpacas and you know beautiful sunsets and like open space so it was like fully secluded in the middle of nowhere kind of kind of feeling you know that shit was made was for cool. turnstile that shit was yeah made. Was like, that sounds everything it sounds like one of your videos you just described fucking alpacas you know you guys in the studio like that that's all that's the next video right that's your next single alpaca you heard it here first that one's on the house kid alpaca that's it that's the one <laughs> You know, but that's dope. You know, but the, the record sounds big as fuck and the guitar sound again. Why I love it. Like, again, that shit could be on the radio. The, the single that shit's perfect for the radio. That shit better. I don't listen to the radio in general just because I'm home all the time. That shit better be on the radio. You know what I mean? That shit should be on the radio. And if it's not, it's going to be on the radio because that shit stays on your fucking head. You hit it with that. But also the 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 bigness of the record did that guy um is that again i'm bad with um uh producer guys and studio guys did this guy do any other records like bigger records or any records in general like of specific bands i might know of yeah so he actually i think you know like the last album we did with our friend will yip who we just love to death and just kills it so hard but i think with this one it was kind of like wanted to make sure that we were challenging ourselves to just try something new, even though we know we're like, we were so comfortable with Will. Like, I think it was almost like, you know, if we never, if we never went with Will, we never would have known that how great he was. So of kind of wanted to just have a new experience with recording. And Mike actually, he came up under Dr. Dre. So he like mostly came up and is mostly involved in a lot of like hip hop and rap stuff. He did like, um, 
a lot of like the Dre stuff and Eminem, 50 Cent, um, all that kind of stuff. But he also has done like Fiona Apple. Okay. He's also done like some metal records, like Avenged Sevenfold or um, stuff like oh, okay. that. Okay. Oh, so he got that. Like, okay. Okay. Very wide spectrum where it wasn't necessarily oh, yeah. easy to kind of like put a finger on it, which I, I feel like I always kind of enjoy when it's not like there's this one thing Absolutely. that they nail and that's it. It almost kind of created more of like an exciting challenge and especially him ex him expressing like excitement to work with the band and stuff like that so yeah you want um, that you want the guy recording you you know that you want him amped and not just being like all right going through the motions and this fucking takes the soul out of these fucking jam sessions you know when you got fucking people like that but but you know what i was gonna say you fucking saying that makes a lot of sense when you're saying this guy worked with dre because i swear to God, what I what I heard, like the guitars, the wall of guitars are the same wall that the same idea of the pulse, like the keys Dr. Dre would use in his recordings, where it's just like I used to hear those keys and say, OK, that should go on the guitars and that would fill up guitars. I used to hear those Dre guitars. And when you hear the songs, some of the tracks you got where it's like the I hear those walls where it sounds like it could be keys. Now it makes sense in the style just of the 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 it's like a wall. You guys, you know, and again, you know how it is. You could also have a guy with credentials, but not pull the job off. You know, the guy killed it, man. You know, for for your for for your for you guys, man. You guys should be yeah, psyched with that sure. shit. It was exciting, too, because it's like we went down. He was super cool and, and excited. Plus, also, there's this room that's just like a keyboard room, which is all these old vintage like keyboards. Plus, he's like a Prince super fan. Oh, so like as damn. far as like production goes, you know, like that's like right up my alley as far as like the imagination that comes from like Prince recordings and like um, kind of like the endless possibilities of what you could kind of just build. And just like I love the idea of just, you know, us sitting in a room messing with things like that's the kind of stuff that's pretty fulfilling, you know? Hell uh, yeah. And it also kind of opened up a lot of opportunity um, because I kind of like was a big learning experience as far as like us taking on more and um, me co-producing the album as well. Like and having more at hand on like, you know, making a lot of stuff like sound and stuff in my bedroom then bring them down there and we like apply them to the songs. And yeah, it was like such a challenge and learning experience that was like, I'm so grateful for because it, it was like, he just like opened our eyes up to just a lot of like, all right, what do we want? Like, how do we get it? Like, that's always like a really big challenge to kind of figure out. Like you can have ideas for days, but how you actually kind of get there yeah. is always like the challenge. And how do you like filter that out and make it a tangible thing? Yeah. All right. So this album, I know how it is with a band when you're going in and you have the the kind of the idea you like. You know, like, let's say on the last Mabel album, we went and we said, OK, you know, we got to have, you know, a big rock feel like so and so band. And, and you know, the in the style, the attitude of the old Chrome eggs and the whatever, you know, you know, you kind of have these, you know how it is. You kind of have these ideas on vibes you're going for when you were when this when this record was coming out, you were like, what were the ideas you guys were reaching for for these tracks when or for this record? You in general, like you were like. We wanted to be a touch of this with a touch of what? Like, what would you say if you had to describe this shit without letting somebody hear it? You know what I mean? That's always such a challenge for me, you know, because everyone's like, what is it? What did it exactly sound like? And, you know, depending on someone's frame of reference, I'm like Metallica and so yeah. someone else is kind of like, you know, it's like 
something totally different, you know? So it's always kind of like, it's kind of hard. I think, um, but vibe wise, because I know like when we when you go in for recording, you're like, even if it don't sound like it, sometimes you go in with that attitude. Like, yeah, I'm going to give this shit a Slayer attitude, but with uh, fucking, you know, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, the police vibe within. You know what I mean? What were you what was if any, you know, vibes you were grabbing from when you were doing these tracks? Because they got a, it's it's you guys, but it has a, its own feel, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like um, it's so it's uh, a lot into one that I think makes sense to us, but like everything single part and kind of wanted to kind of have like, you know, a lot of movement. So, you know, you go from one part, you just want you just want that real big, heavy groove. Yeah. And then you want to complement that with like, you know, some beautiful like ethereal synth stuff but then we also want the, the super fast like extreme like you know yeah bad brain style like real fast exactly that, i heard dc you know, like kind of hard to kind of necessarily um tie it down a lot of times but i think it's like it's fun that way like just kind of any any idea or feeling just kind of putting it out sometimes you're like all right that doesn't work at all and sometimes you're just like i don't know why this like but it feels the song just feels beautiful right now like this <laughs> yeah. doesn't necessarily makes sense like, yeah no, makes sense maybe on paper to someone else but in our head right now while we're in this room this is making a lot of sense and i feel like it you know that's all that matters really so yeah. it's like because different because like what's cool like exactly like i said there's vibes like you just said was where well, you mentioned the bad brains where i felt when i heard some parts of it it wasn't bad brains but i heard dc so it's kind of that's what i was saying oh the dc vibe on your when you guys do um your fast is that DC vibe. And that's what I like that I don't associate it with specifically the bad brains or somebody with the vibe of that area. That's where you guys are also from. And is also a style of hardcore that hasn't been played out. You know, you know, that vibe hasn't been played out. You know, the, the whole metallic, you know, groove, um, crunchy, heavy parts you know, been played out or just, you know, to the ground. And it's good to hear that type of shit. You know, we did a on our last record, we have a the song we did rev up, which is a very old style kind of that vibe. And that was refreshing because it was that attitude where it's more attitude than riff. You know what I mean? But that 100%. that's all that matters. You know, that's the whole message with those fast parts and shit. So it was like, um, yeah, like all of us are very like most of our band is all drummers. So a lot of, a lot of where every song starts and like what the inspiration comes from is like that rhythm. And a lot of, in particular this one, there's like definitely a lot of DC go-go like inspo. Yeah. That like, you know, there's kind of like these grooves that we always like and kind of grew up on, which is a lot of like the do, 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 gotta, 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 exactly. like these kind of like upbeats. Exactly. Um, that I feel like always kind of find their way into, into the, a lot of the songs. Cause I feel like we just get so hyped on <laughs> those kind of rhythms those uh, yeah. big kind of grooves and kind of pairing them with other things whether it's fast or kind of some mid-tempo stuff but like that's kind of always like a lot of times like i think being like a group of drummers like at least for me in particular i think i've talked about it before but like people i feel like always like either start like when you start to write a song or when you're listening to music everyone listens for different things. So there's some people that are like, don't hear the music. They just are focused on the lyrics. 
there's some people that are focused on like, you know, the melody or whatever. I think that like the first thing that we tend to focus on is usually that like the rhythm or the groove. Because yeah. like whether it's like fast or if it's like the slow or kind of like the kind of like up upbeats and stuff like that, like that's the kind of stuff that usually excite that kind of sets a um a foundation for like how do you build from there a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times. Um and I think with these songs, it was kind of like at the forefront of the foundation, you know? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of flavor. And that makes sense where you're talking about, like, you know, again, all you guys, a lot of um, um drummers in the band because, you know, there's a lot, the, the bounce is solid and, and it's legit. And you know what also helps is you got friends with a little bit of this, a little color in the band. You know me, you know? I got to I gotta shout out the friggin' the brown and the sound. I don't know if you ever seen Franz play drums, but Franz is an amazing drummer. No, but I believe it. He better. He got. He been born with that shit. You know when yeah. you like again when we got this, we supposed to have built in soul. You know you got soul too, but you're you're a Baltimore white boy, so that's different. You know that's a different. <laughs> brand. You know that's you got that shit. That shit's in the blood. And um no, but all you guys and even with the bands, your hardcore bands. That's what again what I liked about you know is the same um DNA of uh, what we like, you know, it was the bouncy shit. If it was the crown of thorns, if it was, you know, that style, some, you know, like, um, you know, just uh, what do you call it? More swaggy flavor than mixed in with the old flavor. You know what I mean? And that's what I always liked. You know, Mabel was always the caveman was swag. That's what was the idea of okay, of Mabel. Like, yeah, we're with, we're, we're, you know, that, but we got to have that swag, but yeah, we cavemen and, and, that's what a lot of the, the the people that ended up getting into Mabel liked was the swaggy part. Cause maybe, you know, the old style was too, you know, we, we, we were less punk hardcore than, you know what I mean? That part of hardcore and more the straight up New York hardcore. And then man, we started mixing in the, the thrash. And that's what I like. That come from more of the metal thrash part than the punk rock part. You know what I mean? So, yeah. the, you know, the old stigma and that they come in from the old school traditional. My as traditional as I went was AF, you know, everything else after that was to me, was, you know, it was Cro-Mags, Raw Deal, Breakdown, those. That was my shit. You know what I mean? So it's it's good. And I like again, like I was saying, um, the fast that you guys use are that fucking um, DC sound fast that is fucking refreshing. And I was bumping that shit and I was like, um, that's dope. That's dope. And um, when 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 you were putting these songs together, right? Like, okay, like you were saying, um, so you got like the, the other the, the track that Fran sings, right? He does that, the track. Was that like when you did that song, did you have the music and say, yo, this will be, you know, oh, let's make this a track? Or you were like, did you come up with an idea of, yo, let's bug people out and let's drop a a whole left field track? to put in here even though they ain't like left field for you guys but you know what i mean for no guitar no, yeah. and like to bug people out yes yeah, actually it's just a song that you know a lot of times i'll like i'll just make something that i'm not necessarily sure what it's for because like <laughs> just be playing piano and just start singing like Take a melody it. um and like a lot of times like even that song the third song in their mystery which is like full band playing kind of that dc go-go kind of groove that with the heavy guitars like that kind of like initially started like around the piano as well but kind of like you know felt like it could actually be kind of more played out whereas this one was kind of similar starting place but like once we kind of just like you know 
played it out and like had this melody and this kind of idea for the song. Um, this is kind of naturally the way it took its course is like, I think this is just where it needs to stay. Like I just needs to just be this short kind of um, thing that like, you know, that kind of just has this almost like a beautiful interlude on like a mixtape kind of feel where it's just kind of like, let's let Franz sing this, sing this part and we don't need to we don't need to take it anywhere else we don't need to like make it like a three minute whatever yeah 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 add like all these big drums like a chorus and all stuff like we just want to be like let it be what it is and it's kind of interesting the way things that like take their course sometimes because sometimes it ends like you have like a five second idea that ends up becoming like a full three and a half <laughs> yeah. song and sometimes you have like this huge idea and you realize you only like this one part of it and you're just like well that's just where it like the process took us and this is what feels best you know yeah let me tell you i was um i just came back from working out and i was um what do you call it decompressing my brain so i was on another planet mm. and i was listening to it and i, was, I saw the video parts oh shit and when that came out i was bugging out and i was like yo this is like so perfect in that in that way I was like, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, THC was definitely in the DNA of this freaking these tracks over here. I was like, this is and again, I was basically in my brain. I was looking at alpacas when I was watching it. <laughs> you know, I was mentally watching alpacas on the fucking countryside on Mars. And then I heard that fucking. But no, it bugged out. And that's some cool shit because um, um, again, you guys. All right. Like I just saw. You know, you guys already w were able to be one of those bands that you could play on some bugged out different kind of style bills, which is great. It's a great place to be as a band and and great for um just, you know, um yeah, just being in every in every way. It's just a, in a cool spot to be, you know, to be versatile and still be you guys. You know what I mean? You guys. Um, um what was um right before this? What was something can because there was some tours that were set up. And then um, did anything get canned for you guys like right before this, besides dropping the record? Um, well, we were uh, actually on a tour in Europe. There was um, something. Yeah, I remember there was something or oh, I was watching or, or something. Also something coming up because I, I always watch where you guys are touring and shit, but I lost track. Yeah, we were in Europe when lockdown happened. It was kind of like that weird gray area where like, is this real? Like some places are shutting down, some places aren't. Um, and like, you know, the last five days or four days got just canceled and like we had to fly home. Um, but other than that, timing wise, it kind of seemed like, you know, we didn't have too much that was immediately like, um, yeah, like rescheduled because we pretty much had planned that like some time off to like record the album. So in a weird way, like as, as strange of a couple of years it was, it was like timing wise almost aligned with the kind of plan to kind of like take time for ourselves anyways, you know? So that's, you know, I'm grateful for that as well. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like, it seems like, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of plans as far as like, you know, playing again and like live shows coming back and stuff like that. So it's like, that's what I was just about to ask you. Um, First, have you been to I saw you guys did something recently, right? Right. I saw some pictures. Was it you recording something? Was it a video thing or we did like uh these video screenings of the, of the video? <clears throat> That's what it was. So we, yeah, we did one at uh we just did a couple hometown ones and we did a New York and LA one. We did a Baltimore one, um, one in New York at the Nighthawk in Brooklyn. Dope. And then we did uh 
one in Columbus at like Franz's like hometown little like movie theater that he grew up going to. And then we did one in LA. So it was kind of like a way to kind of show that, you know, this new music for the first time and just kind of just get people together and just like hang in, um, which was fun. Cause it was kind of the, there hasn't really necessarily been any shows in like Baltimore or anything that anything has like happened where I've been able to actually see like at a, at a gathering yet yeah i'm like seeing all these people and it's like a good feeling you know because you're like that's what i was about to ask you um are you uh were you ready to to see people or because i know so you know everybody's on some you know on on this show i don't i try to stay away from all this political shit because we all got our own opinions on shit but i know some people were ready to see people and wanted to be out and then other people are still not even ready to be in you know around big groups of people like I'm I'm assuming that you were ready to see people soon, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, it was exciting. It was like it was it was oh, refreshing because yeah. I'm seeing these people that like some people I haven't seen in two years. It's like I'm giving hugs to these people I'm like I haven't <laughs> seen yeah. in so long, you know? Hell yeah. But I'm also like seeing some people that I hadn't seen in like 10 years. It was a little overwhelming also because yeah. I think yeah. like the last couple of years I almost fell into this like almost conditioned myself to kind of not being that not being a normal thing um, uh-huh. that like almost like at first felt like a little overwhelming. Cause I'm just like, wow, it's like sensory overload kind of, you know? Hell yeah. Um, but it was like, so it was so good. Just like seeing people and like, you know, people coming together is always like, you know, uh, a really great thing. It, so I'm glad to see that it's like slowly. It was fucking needed. Now, let me ask you this. Were you uh, kind of staying away from everybody and living in a cave on purpose you know, obviously on purpose, but it was it for any reason Um, you were just uh, sick of shit or because I know that feeling like like I kind of like my situation now. Like I live in, you know, in South Florida now. You know, I know a couple people here, but I lay low. You know, when I do my shows, I get my rah rah, you know, okay, you see a people, but I like being away from everything and it helps me focus on my life in other ways. But I know everybody's different. Did you? And you, you would never, you know, you, you know, like, again, you were never like that type of guy anyway. Like, you know, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're a laid back guy. But for you to even say that, that you removed yourself a little bit more. Was it uh, anything specific? Uh, I mean, I don't I actually it wasn't really too much more other than obviously like going out to eat and stuff like that. I think yeah. in Baltimore, for the most part, like over the last couple of years, I spent a lot of time with us just like down in Tennessee, like in the middle of nowhere. And then when we were home in Baltimore, I'm like, you know. Um, I live by myself and kind of just have like um, close, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not really like going out anyways all the time. I'm not going out to like clubs and stuff like that. But when I'm home, I'm pretty, I stay pretty just like. You only you stay know, with your 60 room. friends, with your 60 friends from high school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool too, because like pretty much all at, at this point, all turnstile lives within like blocks of each other. That's know? dope. Hell yeah. So Hell it's yeah. like we kind of all seeing each other anyways. And then, um, but yeah, I don't think, I think it's, it was definitely like adjusting to kind of like, you know, um, things being closed, not be able to eat out and stuff like that. But also just like, you know, I, I think when I'm home anyways, I definitely kind of stay like, as you said, it kind of like, it's nice to kind of get some, some personal time, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you when it comes to writing music, does it, you know why? Cause for me, why I asked this, I thought maybe had, you know, also for the music, because for me, when I start writing an album, I literally got to I got to live it like meaning 
I start, okay, I'm going to have my guitar on me eight hours a day. You know, don't bother me. People are talking to me while I'm, leave me alone. You know, I got to make sure I put the hours in. I, you know, you go to sleep. You know, I literally become that shit for fucking months till it's done. But that's how I got to do it. So I, I, I do that, what you do, what you were kind of saying. And I was, you know, I was curious if it was because of that. Because that, for me, it helps me, you know, concentrate on the music and, Okay, let me like, it's almost like, um, you know, if you want me to go to war, you got to throw me in the mix. I can't play it. I, you know, I can't fake it. So I got to like, okay, I got to live in, start going in. And it helps me focus on music, but I got to shut away from everybody. You know, too much commotion, little bullshit commotion in everyday life, which sucks. You know, yeah. When I'm when I'm home, if there was like a if there was a surveillance camera in my room people would be like what is wrong with this person like i'm pacing back and forth like working on demos i got a little i kind of got a little small little like studio set up in my room which is very simple i got like my guitar set up i got a little keyboard i got like my uh, yeah i got the same I got, um, you just described my little house right now i got my my, my monitors my guitar bass right here everything right close at hand is all you need right perfect it's all you need i wish i had i mean so I do have my my drum set and I have like a bigger piano set up at my family's house, which is nice because I can still go back there and play drums and all that stuff. Because living in I live in Baltimore City, which is like, yeah, can't really have my drum set playing without the neighbors like you know killing me. Yeah, but it's like it's cool because I have kind of like a little studio there that's kind of like more low key. Then I have like the big drums here and like some piano stuff here, so I can kind of bounce between the two. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, it's like it's it's a good it's a good setup. Yeah, and um and, and let me ask you this: What you like playing more? Like I know you like doing it all, and right now you're on your singing shit. But I know you like playing, and I know it's hard to pick, and it's all different. But right now they say, listen, you got to do one thing for the rest of your life: play drums, play guitar, or sing. Man, and that's it. You got to the gods have spoken. They said that's it. We know you you you, you know you got. You know, there's your arm and your legs, but you got to lose one of them. You got to lose two of them. That's tough, man. Well, the thing is, so like for me, I never I don't like consider myself a singer. Like, I, I no, don't but, think- but you're a fucking singer. Fuck that. You're on a record. So I say you're a singer. So for all right, for my right. my scenario, you're a singer, even if you think not. But you <laughs> are my, my brother. All right. Remember yeah. that shit. You're on wax fucking singing. You're a fucking singer. Yeah, I think. uh yelling whatever you want to call yeah i don't know it's tough i think um on one side like the singing is like the most like expressive i can be because i can kind of like you know yeah, that's like get it that's out like wow. that's like coming from like my personal voice i guess of course um so it's a little more intimate and vulnerable which i i really like a lot but drumming is like i feel like but dr- as okay. you said that's like my home that's you more, like where i'm all right, because I get it. Uh, I get it with the singing part because it's different because that's different. Obviously, you could even get, you know, what words you could get deep and, and you know, you know how you say these words that's different. But drumming is what I wanted to get, which I was wondering because I was wondering mainly between youth's going to say um, drums or guitar. I wasn't sure. I thought you were going to say guitar for some reason, even though I know you started later. I thought you were one of those guys that like are like, fuck that, though. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm good at drums, but nah, I'm, I want to, you know, I'm a guitar guy. Like, you know, no, I, I play guitar in a band, but I really am scraping by, you know, like I, like, 
I, I love playing guitar. I love writing stuff and messing with yeah. it, but I'm definitely not like, if anything, that one's the first one to go because I don't, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I know. And it's fucking hard. I know it's hard. I always like throwing that shit at guys that play a lot of instruments, but have done it a lot in different bands because now they have, you know, you have a different relationship with the instrument. Cause you're like, Oh, I love this band. And I played bass in that. Oh, I love this band, but I sang in it. So I like, you know, and you kind of did a little bit of everything, you know, with that shit. So pretty fucking interesting and fucking, um, what now what's next? You drop these shits, you drop the, 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 the videos you did, the, the, the screenings. What, what, what's the next move for you dudes? Like, or what's the plan or what will you like to happen? Um, yeah, I think we're, we've been planning, you know, we have some shows that are coming at the end of August, um, which is kind of going to be like, you know, some of the first shows that we've been able to plan. So, um, where are those at? Uh, there's a few in California. So there's like, uh, three California shows, there's two New York shows planned, one at, uh, elsewhere and one at Irving Plaza. Dope. That's dope. Um, there's, um, a Texas show plan, um, so kind of like these these shows, I think it's kind of like there's a lot of plans in the works that I think are as far as like shows going that are just like still kind of like getting trying to get locked in because I, I feel like right now there's so much probably happening with shows and venues and stuff like that that a lot is kind of being like still kind of worked out behind the scenes logistics kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm very excited to be like, you know, in a live environment again with people going to shows, seeing people playing new music. Um, I was just about to ask you that question. You know, you, you know, again, it's the it's a little bit of a touchy subject. I am with, with some people because some people are crazy with that shit, like whatever. Like, but uh, you're ready to see people. You're ready to play. You know, obviously, we all want to be safe. That goes without saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, believe me, we, you know the deal with us. But you know, we all want everybody safe, but you're ready. Of course. I'm like, man, especially you guys got some new shit and you know, this is what we do. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that you guys already play. Cause I want to see you motherfuckers play. And I know people want to, you know, we need more shows. We need all these. Sh I'm glad they're popping up. So, but I'm glad to see that there's bands ready to play also. And I just still, you know, we're everybody's safe. We're trying to, we're safe as possible. But we got to keep this music. This music is 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 saving us, you know. For let me tell you, man, that I, forget that New York shit. We all know what happened, but that New York shit, just being around that people, that shit gave me so much. And not to forget the show playing it. I'm saying that the energy, I could go for fucking five more years locked down. Not that I would want to, but to feel that shit of living again, I I wanted my enemies to feel that. That's how good it felt. Right. That's how good it felt. I wanted my enemies to feel how good that shit felt because that's how good it felt. I'm like, yo, we need to be around people, like play as musicians, like do our thing. You know what I mean? So, and um, it's good that you got shows and that's good. Texas, you got, you said California. Yeah. New York, that's going to be dope. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely like some more plans. I think it's like, you know, that's, it's, it's so, uh, exciting to you know like i think with anything it's like a time thing it's like you know at some point there's there's gonna be these things coming back and i think it's uh yeah it's exciting to see that there's you know progression as far as like you know people feeling comfortable there being some answers there being you know and there being some some things that can make people feel more comfortable and like 
because at the end of the day i think there's you know it's like you know it is like you said it is a very like human connection is a very powerful thing that like is very important to, to strive towards the goal of, of getting back there you know oh so, yeah and let me ask you this since you were talking about you've done um you were fucking um directing with the video and producing with the thing with the, the music are you working on it, working with any other bands or groups or artists or are you planning to do that in the video and in the studio department um, I'm, I'm always open to it. I, I love any opportunity to kind of work with anyone. I watch um, out, man. We might have to do that. That Hoya Rock solo, you know, with you producing it. And then, I'm, you know, I'm working on and my abs. I'm, a, I'm a halfway there, my brother. You look amazing. Oh, thank I look, you. <laughs> you're like, I, I saw, uh, I think some video I was like, oh, who, who's this playing bass? I was like, man, you look so good. Like, again, like I said, I'm on the, on the, what do you call it? I'm on the bench for turnstile. You know, when friends has to take a break on one of you guys, I got I'm going to get the abs ready. I'm working. I got my fucking my ribs ready. I got I got you on on speed dial. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, but it's good. So you got these shows and what, but what are you doing now to kill the time in between shows? I see, you You know, you're still skating. I see you guys, you know, you always active. But what do you what do you, what are you doing now? The, your main time killer. Anytime killer as of the last like months has kind of been these, you know, these projects and kind of finalizing. I feel like even when something's done, it's still not done. Cause there's all these like logistics and things that just kind of that goes into it as far as, um, you know, putting out new music and like working on like some artwork stuff and like, um, you know, making plans for the upcoming future as far as like shows and all this kind of stuff. I feel like that takes up a lot. We also do um, a small record label, me, me and um, some friends called Popwig. So it's like me, Justice and Daniel and kind of like our collective circle puts out like uh, just records. So that's like another time consuming thing. That's just like yeah, putting out little dope. releases and tapes and seven inches and all kind of stuff. Um, and then also playing and like, you know, working on Angel Dust music as well. Um, that's what I was going to say. You doing this is what I want you to name first. I was going to go into it early and I forgot, but start from your first band and all the bands you've done till right now. Oh, that's going to be tough. But the ones that you can remember, you know, the, the, the you know, the ones because I know you, there's also a lot of projects within projects, but let's just take the top of the, you know, the, 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 the suds on top. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the first kind of like neighborhood ones. My first yeah. band ever was called Crazy Annoyance. All right, which I, I like, love. That's a hard name. Yeah, <laughs> and we truly lived that. We lived. We were annoying everyone. I got two of them that live with me. <laughs> yeah, I got two living annoying instances or whatever. Yeah, but all right, let's go. Uh, who else? The Crazy Annoyance the neighborhood one that evolved into One Step Too Many. We did a band name change called One Step Too Many, um, and then um, Trapped Under Ice. Wow. So that's pretty. So that's pretty good. Like right early on, you know, you jumped in, you, you know, to some some flavor right there. So that's yeah, good. that that's was good. kind of like right out of high school. They pretty much yeah. asked me if you know we got some tour offers, and we're just like, well, do you want to go? And we're like, let's go. And kind of like never look back. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And um, trapped under ice, um, turnstile. Um, Played in a band called Diamond Youth for a while. That's what I was saying. I remember you were playing. That's what you were playing guitar in, right? I was playing drums. Drums. What you play guitar in? What else? Uh, I play guitar in um, Angel Dust. Yeah. Again, you know, you had so many bands. I would see you 
and like pictures with guitar, then you're on drums, then you singing. So I get like, so yeah. all right, so okay. Um, obviously, little projects along the way as far as guitar stuff. Um, um they're like I, I do just kind of the bedroom songs I've just been making over quarantine, yeah. which I'll just put out under this thing called Free the Birds, which yeah. is kind of like just songs I just make in my room that are like, you know, kind of and don't necessarily fit with any project, but just kind of like are just, hell yeah. And you what are you doing? Dropping it on YouTube or what are you doing? Like just on your page or how I just, you doing? I'll, I'll, I'll like record it and um my friend will help like you know kind of get it all together like a mix and master and then we'll just I'll just throw it up on like Spotify and Bandcamp and stuff like that. That's dope, man. I got to start doing that shit, too, because I got mad music. I'm still in that old mentality of like, oh, I got to look for somebody to put. I'm like, just put the fucking shit up on that. You know, I, I forget sometimes like, you know, I'm a dinosaur who's still trying to, you know, who got my ear to the fucking streets. But you know what I mean? I'm so I'm like, I forget that because I got a lot of, you know, music, too, that I'm thinking like, yeah, it ain't anything. It ain't this. It ain't that. But it's dope. Which and, and then I, it just ends up staying in my hard drive, and then when the computer gets old, it gets thrown away. <laughs> yeah, that's. I feel like it's like there's something cool about you know putting all this time and then like getting the vinyl, and but by the time you like make something, record it, you know, a label puts it out, you have it all on vinyl and everything. It's like maybe a half a year or more has passed sometimes, which is like there is something cool about that, but there's also something rewarding about just being like I made a song. There it is. I can mentally move on. That exists in the world, and that's it. You know, so that's kind of what that is too. Because I just like just want to be able to not even think about it and just like have yeah, a song. Yeah, that's like, the fucking best part, and that's good that you have the setup in um in your house and you're just banging out music again. You see, you guys got me motivated again. Just thinking like, you know, just put it out, put whatever out. Because I got certain, you know, I got like a side, another project I'm doing, and then I got songs that don't even fit in that. And that's where I'm at now, where you're saying that, OK, so what? I, I kept boxing myself even in that situation when I'm like, should it matter? Just make it its own thing. Yeah, I feel like it's it's like it helps with the process of other things too. like having that kind of outlet. You can like do finish something and put it out. Then when you go back to like. Then when I, my brain goes back to like turnstile stuff, for example, I've been able to like kind of. Um, you know, filter these like ideas out and kind of like just like you know, um, be a little productive and kind of like, it almost refreshes you and inspires you more for other things. Whereas a lot of people are like, like, doesn't like being in multiple groups take away from, you know, cause then you're just like, you're just too distracted. And I think in some ways it does create con like schedule conflicts, of course, like, you know, getting everyone to be on the same page at all times is always a, a task. But, um, as far as like the, creativity side of it i feel like it just everything inspires itself like each other because you're able to kind of like do these like palette cleanse kind of scenarios where you're like i'm putting everything into this and then once you put your all into that you can kind of like take this refreshing step back kind of like get on a different wavelength for a bit and then yeah. you know it's kind of like it's kind of like this constant like moving thing that i feel like is for me i feel like works to it you know so i don't drop i don't pace back and forth in my bedroom driving myself crazy on one thing. So that's I'll, I'll good because that's what ended up happening. Well, happened to me. I fucking I and, you know, I just what do you call obsess over that? And it doesn't give me time to breathe, you know, because, again, we come from the mentality of the old, you know, limited time in studios and that era when now you got we got our own studios at home. We shouldn't have to rush. 
That's yeah. what I'm trying to teach myself. To, yo, lay back. There's no rush, you know, you know, get away from it, come back to it, you know, and then I, you know, that's the, that's the shit I'm trying to learn. I wanted to ask you one thing before on the one track on the mystery song, right? What, when you wrote, did you write the vocal line first before you had the music for that? Um, yeah, that was the that, setup that was- because the setup is that's that's that that's that's your money right there. And I was wondering, it was like in a situation like that, because I'm I like dissecting songs and songwriters like what you had that you must. I was thinking he must have had that vocal line and then, OK, let me drop the riff under it. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. So I was curious for that specific track, because that's your money track right there. Yeah, that one was kind of a similar thing where it was kind of just the written just under some like chords, you know, it was just kind of like. Da, 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 and kind of just more chords uh-huh. i thought that it would maybe even not be a turnstile song or it would just be like more of an interlude kind of thing um and then we went into the studio with my friend will and he was like man we need to make this we need to like actually get everyone to play on this and we like and then obviously from there it was kind of like all right the drums come in we're you know yeah riding these like go-go rhythms and kind of like editing the heavy guitars the, the solos and stuff like that like that one was an interesting one to build because i didn't even potentially see it as um that's the turnstile best. initially but then obviously like once every all five of us come together no matter what we play it's like that's exactly. like a turnstile song because big fucking exactly you know? that's what i try to tell people the vibe might have been something in your head that's the same thing like on our last album there was a song that we ended up putting on the record, you know, I'm freight train, which is a rock and roll song. Cause I was listening to a lot of the fucking, um, um, you know, the kinks and bands like that and shit, you know? And I'm yeah. like, but the minute you put Freddie on anything, it's going to be mad ball. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so obviously the vibe was that vibe I was jamming on, but that, and that's fucking dope. Because on that track, I was like, yo, I was wondering, I go, he must've been humming that shit. And then when, he must've been skating some shit humming that shit and then said hold on let me go home and fucking put this on because it seemed like something that would come up like like that like in a in passing yeah i feel like it's exciting to be able to connect dots like that you know when you have something that you aren't necessarily sure and a lot of times it doesn't you're just like you try it like there's been so many things where like y'all i have this idea let's play this live tonight at the show we do we yeah. play this one thing live just to try it out you get off stage like we can never do that again. Yeah. Like, anyone that recorded that, we got to steal their phone right now. That it can't yeah. exist in the world. But like, there's other things where, you know, you have an idea like that. We all play together and somehow you just like the dots have been connected and it kind of fully makes sense. And I think it's like the fun thing about making music for us is always reaching to kind of like connect those dots and like see what can make sense and feel good to us. Cause at the end of the day, that's like our, our biggest goal and kind of like the one common thread for, most of the music is just if it feels good for us five and we all can be like, this feels like us right now, you know? So no Absolutely. matter what the inspiration or influence, like where it comes from and all this stuff, it's like, if it feels right and it feels right, you know? Again, man. And I'm glad because, you know, like I said, I'm always rooting for you guys. Cause again, you know why I always say I'm rooting for you guys. Cause the more, you know, in this hardcore world, let's keep it real. A lot of these motherfuckers, once you start, getting out of that world a little bit. There's a lot of people that start hating. And at one point back in the day, we had we felt that and we've seen other bands throughout all the years come up for um, I'm start getting um, uh, uh, hated on for fucking um, um, for just 
you know, being acknowledged for what they do. I'm glad you guys are, are doing your thing and fucking breaking down some some of these walls, because one, I know you guys rep the scene. That's a, a given. And um, the music is dope. It's refreshing. I like it that it's I tell a lot of people this, you know, um, when, we, when we're talking, when if people are talking, I go, that's that's still that DNA of, of turnstile is more the DNA of what we do than some of these metalcore hardcore bands. No offense to these metalcore hardcore bands. I love metal, but that's spun off into some other shit. You know what I mean? And when I, when I hear you guys, it's refreshing that it keeps a lot of our, our DNA alive. And also you guys are doing something new, which is dope. I'm always for the new flavor and I'm always that. And you guys always rep. You guys always show love. You guys know where you come from. That's what I love. As long as guys keep remembering where they come from, Madball will always root for you. You know what I mean? And you know that, you know, I, I always root for you guys. And I'm glad you were able to do this because um, one, you know, we've been talking about it for a while and it was a perfect time. I'm glad you dropped the, the, the music. You know, again, Maddie Henderson hit me the other day and he was like, yo, the turnstile, what's up? You know, I can't stop listening, listening to it. I'm like, yo, me too. And then boom, you hit me about it the other day. So I say, like, oh, it got to happen. So I'm glad you fucking were able to make it happen. And um, congratulations on your fucking on the on the on the music, on the videos and fucking keep killing it. Anything you want to tell the people out there before we get out of here? I just want to thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. We all obviously love y'all and um, always appreciate, um, you know, you reaching out and, you know, uh, Hopefully we can play together in the near future and see each other. I'm sure it's it seems like it's on the horizon. So I got hugs. I got hugs and I want to see alpacas. I want to see all that shit. Listen, look, look out for the future turnstile fucking single alpaca. Alpaca. <laughs> alpaca rhythms. Alpaca rhythms. I'm gonna drop that bass <laughs> on it. But listen, shout out to the turnstile fam. Shout out to you. Yo, shout out to everybody again. One love. I'm glad you were able to do this. Everybody, go check out that turnstile shit. Go fucking subscribe. Hit that like button. Go fucking jump off a stage when you see those motherfuckers. And um, we talk soon, bro. And one love. All right, bro. We talk. Absolutely. Much love. Thank you. Yo, Later, peace Hoya. out.